Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 21. What does the word disruption feel like to you? That may sound like a strange question, but lots of people have a strong response to the word disruption like the equivalent of the words, oh no, if your gut could talk. How can one word evoke such strong feelings? It's because disruption means change, and many of us don't like change. Yet here we are, living through massive disruption, unlike anything we've encountered before. And the question is this, do we focus on how to survive? Or do we adapt and thrive? Disruption, adapting, and thriving is exactly what we get into in this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast with guest Lisa L. Levy. Lisa is the founder and CEO of L-Cubed Consulting, a firm that helps organizations elevate through strategic goal achievement. She and her team teach the Adaptive Transformation Framework to savvy business leaders who want to continuously adapt and thrive. Lisa and I have a great conversation about adapting and thriving through disruption. Listen and learn why now is the time to embrace disruption, how you can use the innovation engine to adapt during times of disruption, and the counterintuitive idea that your biggest naysayer is your greatest ally to move you from oh no to oh yes, so you thrive. Let's listen in. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Hi, Tara. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, you are so welcome, and I'm really, very excited to talk to you uh, today as part of our uh, business impact series, because I think you really with, you know, as uh, talking about disruption as you do, I think it's such an excellent um, topic for us to be talking about, particularly now. I mean, if you think about it, there are big changes in the workplace in so many ways, but even in terms of sleep. Uh, I was reading something the other day about um, nap pods and how popular they are becoming. And in fact, 34% of businesses that were surveyed are even embracing nap, uh, excuse me, embracing napping during the workday. I mean, that is uh, unheard of in, in terms of what I would have thought before. But the thing that gets me, and this is what we talk about on the Counterfeit Sleep podcast, is that napping is really just a symptom. Napping is a symptom of counterfeit sleep. And so 
I really think, you know, what we should be asking, is it time with all of these changes going on, is it time to help employees with the real cause? I mean, should we be kind of getting disruption, welcoming disruption even to help employees in this deeper way to get after the cause? And so what I'd love to talk with you about today, Lisa, is this idea of, you know, given the way the workplace is, are we ripe for change anyway? And if so, what are the benefits of, of, you know, when you decide to do something disruptive, how does it benefit us? And what are the roadblocks? And then maybe we'll wake our way into just some, you know, some actionable tips for people who are wanting to pursue that. So that's an awful lot there. But why don't we start with the idea of, we said, how is today's workplace ripe for change? Coming out of the pandemic, right, everything has already changed, right? We are in the midst of responding to and recovering from external unwanted disruption. Everybody has changed how they go to work. Do they, do they go to work, right? Are, are we at home with our families and our, our, our loved ones in, in the same space with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Are we going back to work? Were we essential employees who really never stopped working in a, in a traditional sense, right? So change is all around us. Disruption is a reality. Right now we have the opportunity to really honestly own that. And it's different than businesses have thought you know, in the past, right? We used to plan for things and we had roadmaps and we had strategic plans and goals and in the last 18 months, we've learned that everything was turned upside down and backwards and it takes a toll. Yeah. And, and that toll starts with us as humans, right? And our sleeping and what that means to then how we think and how we show up and how we perform. So, you know, it, the time is right because we didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, and I love the way you said it too, Lisa, is like that normally, especially the larger the company size, I would imagine the, the, the general path is to have everything planned out and have the roadmaps and the flow charts and all of that. And then all of a sudden we do get in a situation like we're in and we realize, wait a second, what we need is, is adaptability, right? And, and it, you know, to my mind, when I think of, you know, adaptability, that's being able to kind of embrace change and run with change. And, and really, isn't that the heart of, of disruption. I mean, maybe we can even talk for a minute about what does disruption really mean? You know, cause it's, it is definitely thrown about a lot. So, so what, what fill us in on, cause you're, it you're in this is. space. <laughs> right. It, it is thrown around a lot. And, and some people have a very visceral repelling sense to the word disruption. And so I think it is important to start with kind of some, some definitions and, and, and not like the Webster's version, right? <laughs> disruption, disruption is change, right? There are disruptions that are external that happen to us that we have no control over a pandemic, like, like the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A car accident, winning the lottery, right? Those external disruptions, they don't, it's really not about being positive or negative, good or bad. It just is. And then there are internal disruptions, the things that we choose to do. And I really like the definition of being disruptive, meaning that we challenge the status quo to make a positive impact. Mm. 
So it's not the kid sitting in the back of a classroom who's distracting the teacher from what's going on because they may not have done their homework and don't want to get called out on it, right? That is not with a positive impact. But it is looking at what goes on around us, whether it's personally or professionally, and saying, if I change this thing, what happens later is so much better. If I get eight hours of sleep every night, my mind is more alert. My thinking skills are more on point. On point. My physical energy is greater, right? Wanting to change and challenge to make a positive impact. So yes, words are really important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, I didn't even think of it until you said it, but the word disruptive, we often do associate, associate with that kid in the back of the classroom. So it, it absolutely does have a negative connotation from that. And, and maybe that's why so many people have that visceral reaction, you know, and, and I'm a little bit of a, a, a word geek. And so I always like, you know, I'm always looking at the derivations and stuff and, and disrupt, I know literally means to break apart, you know, and, um, and, and that, it, that does imply change because if what you've had has been broken apart, you absolutely have to do something different. Um, the other thing I like about what you said, Lisa, is how you, you know, it, it, it is, there is a, a definite uh, uh, orientation. You decide whether it will be positive, um, you know, negative and that. Um, and I guess that probably brings us to, to talking about really some of the benefits and, and, and to, you know, some of the roadblocks. Let's get into that a little bit. What would be, uh, if we're, we really are looking at embracing disruption, you know, change in this, this new workplace that we've been handed essentially, right? This was external for us, came externally. Um, what, what, what should we be looking for that will be positives and what should we be looking for that might get in the way of, of really doing it? So responding to the external, right, to the pandemic, it is reactionary and we have to make choices and we have to make decisions and we, we're kind of through that cycle. My thinking and the challenge that I'd like to give everybody and their thinking is right to harness change as a strategic driver. And so let me you know, take that, that idea a little bit further. Change is born from innovation. And so if we embrace change and we are being disruptive, so we're breaking things with a purpose or taking something that's been broken and you know, trying to make it positive and add that value, right? We are opening up ourselves and our businesses to be innovative. And so the benefits in this and that we were all shaken up, you know, upside down, backwards and inside out over the past 18 months gives us the freedom to think and act very differently than we did before. Mm. And in that response and finding those benefits, right, everybody has learned things along the way, those little nuggets that say, I'm a night owl and my creative genius happens between 10 p.m. and midnight. And if I can work during those hours, I get so much more done. I don't have the distractions in the household. I don't have you know, uh, emails and texts and all of those other things coming in. I can be totally focused on something. So you know, from the kind of that American perspective of the traditional work day, yeah. we know people are more productive when they work when they're actually productive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, that really has been a huge 
benefit of this pandemic, right? We've always got to look for that silver lining, but giving people that freedom to be able to do what they have to do when they do it best has really been a, a boon uh, for sure. I, you know, I want to add in one other thing that you made me think of as you were talking about, you know, the innovation. One of my favorite stories about a company really pivoting during this pandemic was uh, a restaurant, a bar restaurant that obviously was not serving food or drinks anymore because it was closed down. So it decided to make um, their signature drinks to go. And so people were pulling up and ordering two Cosmopolitans or whatever people are drinking these days. But I thought that is that is innovation. That is taking what you've been handed and really, you know, adapting and, and disrupting. Who, who orders drinks like that to go? Nobody until there was the need for it. Well, and especially in that business model in a restaurant, right? Alcohol is where they make their greatest margins. True. And so when the pivot was to take out, right, that's great, but they're still losing their, their profit margin. And so in, in states where it was legal and they were able to do that, being able to do curbside beverages was a huge saving, you know, saved businesses literally from closing their doors. Yeah. Um, one of my clients supports the restaurant industry, they food service, they, you know, order the food and you know, the grocery rate that come to make a restaurant operate. When the pandemic shut everything down, their major clients were hotels, airports, university campuses, right? They had some big places and then to restaurants, chains and mom and pops, but they had distribution centers filled with food mm. and no one to get it to. They also had distribution centers filled with gloves, hand sanitizer, disinfecting cleaner. And they, for four months, switched their entire model and were finding ways of delivering those products to grocery stores who are not their traditional clients. They have mm -hmm. no way of actually selling an individual items that was always by the case, but getting things to the end consumer who was in desperate need of them. And so mm -hmm. they, they pivoted, they innovated, they kept their doors open in a way that will never be you know, an ongoing business practice for them, but they did it. Right. And that allowed them, right? It was an idea from a warehouse manager who you know, bumped it up and bumped it up and got somebody to listen. And that company learned, we get really great ideas from our employees. Mm -hmm. We need to actually have this mechanism to ideate to get these ideas in, to play with them, to test and experiment and, and see what works. And they created an innovation engine for how they run their operations. And what do you mean when you say innovation, uh, innovation engine, unpack that. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I cannot speak here. Would you please unpack that a little yeah. bit for us? So an innovation engine, this is that benefit that you're asking about. This is it. This is the golden nugget. Have a mechanism in your company in your office for people to share ideas. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great if we fill in the blank and have an, keep a list of that, publish it somewhere where everybody can see it. And on a monthly quarterly basis, pick one or two of them to test, get a group of people in a, in, in a conference room, if you have a conference room and you're in person, but you know, get into this kind of a space 
and experiment. What does the idea really look like? What would it take to make it real for your customers? And the things that are viable, invest a little time and energy into making them work. Mm. Things that don't give you the results that you were looking for, stop. Let them go. Set it aside, learn something and move on. So this is an ideation or an innovation engine. And that is the foundation for businesses to grow and scale. Mm, I so, love the term. Oh, sorry. I was just oh, gonna say, I love the term too, innovation engine, because innovation is a moving sort of word. It's a powerful word, yeah. you know, but engine then too adds the extra piece of it that it's going to keep going and, and going. The other part that I really like is that you said, make it visible to everybody because I mean, isn't, is, don't we all benefit from hearing each other's ideas and maybe you wouldn't have come up with the idea by yourself, but all of a sudden you see somebody's thought and you say, Hey, wait, and what if we do that? And next thing you know, you have something that can really uh, be disruptive <laughs> in a right. good way. Right. As we say. right but it, it sets the tone for sharing ideas is good. Yeah. Testing and playing with ideas is better and actually taking things that add benefit and value to customers, to employees, right? that transforms a business. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're describing, and I'm also thinking too of, you know, how we talk so much about energy and how, how the energy, uh, you know, can be positive and forward moving or really draining, you know, and what you're describing just to me, it, it sounds like a company that is exuding that positive kind of energy that, for most people, especially if they're getting good sleep, <laughs> can end up being infectious then where you're like, there's good stuff going on here. I want to be part of it. I want to move along. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep. Com. So let me ask you then, um, with any time you try to make a change, there are definitely mm-hmm. benefits, but we always hit some roadblocks. So what right. would be a roadblock or two that people should really look out for as they try to, um, you know, disrupt things a little bit? So humans are naturally resistant to change. So more often than not, the new idea gets somebody who goes, oh, no that's not possible. And the list of reasons why the naysayers, right? The, they, they throw roadblocks. That is their value proposition in their mind. The beautiful thing about the ideation and innovation engine, right? Is you're getting lots of different voices from lots of different perspectives, considering what could be mm. and looking to the future and, and willing and, and thinking differently. And if you go through that whole experiment and test and do the things that work and repeat them and make them real, you start to overcome that resistance because is the, you know, the saying, the proof is in the pudding. Well, once you start to see change taking hold, it's also kind of you know, infectious, right? You want to be a part of that positive momentum. So you know, behaviorally, right, we all show up in different ways and there are about 25% of people who will naturally want to lead change. They will naturally be disruptive. They're curious, they're willing to go forward. 
And to counter that, there are about 25% of people who are naturally really resistant, right? Uh They are the naysayers and the ones who say, "Mm -mm, not going to happen. But once you get them to buy in, that 50% in the middle who's kind of going, eh, it could go either way. Once yeah. you have one voice that is a known distractor saying, yes, this is good, the swing to the positive is exponential and fast. Mm, and so I love, I love finding one of those traditional naysayers who is entrenched in the way we've always done it. Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Once you can change one of those minds, you've won everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you one question about that, but before I do, I want to share one thing. It's um, what's interesting to me and what I do in in helping people with counterfeit sleep or hidden hidden sleep problems is that very often those naysayers, the ones who are like adamant about not wanting to change, they are very often the ones who are dealing with hidden sleep problems. And it goes back to the energy thing really Mm -hmm. because they're not getting the kind of sleep that lets them have a full charge the next day. And so they have to be very selective in how they use the energy that they have and change can take energy (laughs) and there's no way that they want to, to go there. So, you know, very often helping to, to figure out, you know, what the sleep problem is and to, and to correct it can really help a lot in that situation too. Well, uh, yeah, let's take that and unpack it a little bit further, right? So change is going to cause them discomfort because it, it, it's new and it's different and it's not you know, what they're used to, which does take energy to opt in, right? It is, a, it is a choice that I make to participate in change or to not. Not takes less energy. Right. But even though the change is still out there and happening, it's causing me stress, especially if I am one of those naysayers, which feeds into the, I may not be sleeping well. And right there is a a very strong, real loop. I'd never thought about it in those terms, Mm -hmm. but it absolutely feeds on itself in the negative way. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and and you end up looking at what you're losing, I think, rather than what you could be gaining. And that's a completely, you know, I think we all know about mindset and how important it is to, you know, you want to be thinking about, uh, not have a growth mindset really. Wow. All right. So can you give us, um, you know, uh, an actionable step or two for it's, if, a, if there is a, a company that's like, you know, we really want to um, do something disruptive now. We want to really make a, a good positive change uh, given where we're at. What, what's something, a good, a good thing that would be helpful for most companies looking to make a change? So I think that, you know, I've, I've sort of teed that up in the innovation engine, right? It's kind of a four-step process, gather ideas. And I mean, crazy ideas, things you've always wanted to do, but never thought anybody would buy off on, get that list of really big ideas and then systematically play with them, test and experiment um, how they work and see what works, prototype out a new process and see what works, what doesn't work and implement the things that go well and add the value get rid of the things that, that aren't. And that becomes a continuous improvement or the innovation engine. And it doesn't have to be a huge undertaking, right? This nothing that I've just described requires technology or money. It requires time and some energy. Mm -hmm. 
but this is something that any business can do um, at, at any point in time. And it is really the beginning of it because true, right, really, really disrupting and turning things on purpose, upside down, inside out and backwards requires a lot of planning. So start small and that lets the culture get used to small bite-sized changes. And if you really are on the cusp of wanting to be really disruptive, right? You need to get good at it. You need to practice like anything else. These are skills and capabilities. So start small and work towards the big one mm -hmm. because the big ones a company only does once a decade, right? They're really big. We're rebranding, we're repositioning in the market. We are reinventing ourselves, right? Those take time and care. But if we do the little ones along the way, we have a culture that embraces change. So that when we do really plan something big, we know that everybody can go on that journey with us. Yeah, beautiful. I love that, right? Take those small steps and you get you build the momentum um, and really help develop the culture, as you said, so that when you do want to take on the big one, <laughs> you've got you've got the momentum that you need. I love it. Wonderful, Lisa. So let me ask you, I have two questions I always ask uh, every guest. Uh, the first one is, um, what, given everything that you know, everything you've done, if you were, um, if you, what message would you put on a billboard to share with people who are really looking to see, you know, hey, how can I embrace this idea? And remember, with a billboard, you have to think of two things. One, it's pretty small, right? And two, cars are going by pretty quickly. So what message would you put on a billboard? Embrace change. Mm. Two words. I like, I like it that you, we could put nice big bold letters big, there. Yeah, bold magenta letters. Yeah. Hey, yes. I'm all. I'm all with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're on with that. And I think too, when um, another thing is, if people see it enough times, it starts to get a little more palatable. So a nice short message like that can can be uh, give the repetition that you need. I love it. Okay. And then the very last question is just about contacting you, Lisa, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, and I know you do consulting work with companies and everything, um, where would they contact you? The easiest place to find me is lisalevy.com. Beautiful. And Levy is L-E-V-Y, correct? Correct. Beautiful. Well, Lisa, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about disruption. It really, I think, is one of the most important topics for businesses to be thinking about now, because as you said, we've been handed this external situation, and then it's really our choice in responding to it. Um, and I think if we all have, if we embrace change, we will be in a much better position. So again, I thank you, Lisa. Tara, thank you so much for inviting me to the conversation. Oh, you are so very welcome. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that 
and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.